From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good morning and welcome to the program. Seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Not only a lot of ground to cover because there are so many consequential things going on, including for the first time in American history, a regular unleaded gallon of gasoline, not with any fancy blends or the higher tests. You don't hear it called that anymore, do you? Higher test octane. Just talking about the basic unleaded gallon of gasoline nationally not not just the highest that you pick in one particular city or state 5.014 and it usually goes to like 0.9 after that per gallon we have surpassed five dollars if you look a couple of months ago i wrote a column for wpg talk wpg talk radio 95.5 the app and promised you that this is where we were headed with no end in sight because our president is dishonest. And I will tell you, um, oh my gosh, the Red Eye radio guys, they played a montage of Joe Biden promising to get rid of fossil fuels. It's, it's indicting. It's so bad. All in his own words. So make no mistake about it. This is exactly, it's not even high enough yet for them. This is exactly what the Democrats want. Now, they will rue the day they wished for what they got. And I'll get to this in segment number two. And I will tell you that there is, it is such a guarantee that the House is changing hands that I'm going to let you in on the scam that the Democrat media is going to attempt to perpetrate to make success look like failure. I know, I know, it sounds crazy, but this is bizarro world after all. But before we get into any of that, I would be remiss if I didn't fill you in on my whereabouts on Friday. I told you, I think, enough in the run-up to it where I would be. I attend, as I do each year, it's the ninth possibly 10th, but I believe the ninth consecutive year that I have attended Talkers New York. It is, without question, the biggest, best talk radio, television, and the new talk media convention in American history. It's absolutely incredible. And it's industry only. It's not, it's not an event Because I would tell you, it's not an event where listeners and fans of radio and television can come out. It's an industry-type gathering. And it was absolutely incredible. Now, we had two different speaking roles. And Friday turned out just one of those days when you couldn't wish for things to go better than they did. 
We presented the $6,000 grant at the lunch hour to the Broadcasters Foundation of America. That went perfect. And then at 4.40 p.m., we took to the stage in the Hofstra University Adams Playhouse and with Brian Kilmeade in a one-on-one keynote address and fireside chat, this you will get to see and listen to. And I can't tell you exactly when because that's up to Talkers Magazine. They they release content within a week, a little each day. So sometime in the next week or two, tops. And I'll post a link and I'll tell you about it here. And you'll just be able to go to talkers.com or follow the link that I will post. It'll take you right to it. And it it just went great. Couldn't be happier. I, I didn't – I can't explain – a few people ask me, are you nervous? And I said, no. I said, I'm not nervous. It's what we do. I said, but I have a sense of urgency. I want it to go well. So I had ex- – I wasn't nervous about it, but I had expectations because after all, Brian Kilmeade is a star. I want it to go well for him. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I want it to go well for me. I want it to look like we belong there and that we're going to do a credible job. And we did. It went if, – if there's – I can't say it went perfect because that would be off-putting. But I wouldn't change anything. You never know how something's going to go. And one thing we did, and I did, I will, I will let you, I'll let you know one little thing because I want you to see it just raw, real, and for the first time. But I'll let you in on one thing. I struggled with a decision whether, because I had a whole outline, would have been very easy. At one point, I wrote it and I emailed it to myself. All I had to do was type Brian's email address. And he would have gotten it. But I went back and forth. At first, it seemed when I I will tell you when I was writing it. I absolutely knew I would be sending Brian the questions. It's just the way that my mind works. And when we do the program here every day, the day before a guest is coming on, we send them the entire outline. So we're always two shows. The one we're doing and the one we're doing tomorrow. We're always at least two ahead. Just some of the things that you never hear about. And everybody that's appearing on the program that day gets a copy. And it's just nice to know who was on earlier, who's on right before you, who's on after you. And it just gives the guests perspective of what's happened, what is going to happen, and what hasn't happened yet. So I knew when I was writing this, of course, I'm going to send it a copy to Brian and he'll know exactly what the questions are and he even could think about it a little bit if he wanted to. And then I made the decision. Uh-uh. Nope. He's a pro. Johnny Carson has a rule. He doesn't he never saw the guest before the show began. He made one exception one time. But he didn't talk about what we're going to talk about. Because he always believed that it went better when it was, I don't think they used the word organic, but when you just did it. So at one point, maybe after like the third question, 
I looked at the audience and I said, I want to let you in. I said, we're all friends and colleagues. I want to let you in on something, bring you inside. Brian has no idea the questions. We didn't talk about it. And Brian acknowledged that that was true because it was true. And that was a good decision to not give Brian the questions. Just he didn't need them. There's the guy is doing more homework than anybody in the business. He doesn't need the questions. It's better he doesn't have the questions. Just let's do this. But I want you to know, I think you would have been proud. Uh, I went there for the team. I went there for all of us. We were all represented. And it could not have gone better if I if I wanted it to. I wouldn't take anything back that I said or did. And like I said, you never know. Things, you could do your homework, and I did mine. And things can just, who knows, get off the rails or choking, honestly, I've never been a choker. I was never a choker when I was a competitive runner. I was never a choker as a basketball official. I I didn't consider that. But you just never know. Sometimes things don't go the way that you plan. They don't go the way you hope. But this wasn't that. This um, I'm not going to overstate it. I want you to get to see it. But from my spectrum of observation and from a number of people that came up to me afterward, because right after our event was a one-hour reception. So I had a lot of opportunity in the um, Adams Playhouse and then at dinner itself, or I should say reception. It was not dinner. We did go out to dinner, but that was different. Uh, I heard from a lot of people that were very kind. And in case you were wondering... I think you knew where I was, but in case you didn't know, that's where I was. And in case you were wondering how did it go, went fabulous. On the uh, grant presentation, we did announce, I told you this in advance, uh, I let you in first on that. We did announce that next year we're going to up the $6,000 grant to $7,000. And that was obviously well received by the Broadcasters Foundation of America and by those in attendance. All right, let's get the first break in. When we come back, this is, I think, one of these types of observations where we earn our keep, even in year 31. We earn our keep because it's so obvious to me something that is afoot. I want to see if it's obvious to you or what you think of this when I share it with you next. There, as my former boss, Nick Ribas, would say, there's an okey-doke. I was very happy. Nick Ribas only said that to me one time. You never wanted to hear him say that to you. I never heard that expression until Nick. But one time he said, Harry, don't give me that okey-doke. You don't want to be said that you did an okey-doke. Okey-doke is fake, phony, fraud. Not the truth. I said, no, Mr. Ribbis, no, no, no okie doke here. I promise. He laughed. We'll be back. Don't go away. <laughs> I'm Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
Fox News commentary. Biden is breaking records again and not the good kind. I'm Tommy Lahren and I'll break the bad news next. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Inflation hit a new four-decade high in May and is sitting at a whopping 8.6%. That's 1% higher than April and even higher than forecasted. Energy prices up nearly 4% from last month. Food prices up over 10% and gas nearly 50% from a year ago. But rest assured, President Joe is on the case. And when I say on the case, I mean passing the buck to Russia and Putin. His handlers and whoever programs his teleprompter think they're slick, that if they can put this on Putin, somehow the American people won't know any better. Yes, they think we the people are stupid. Putin didn't shut down our pipelines, didn't break our supply chain by first shutting down the economy, then incentivizing laziness in the workforce. Putin didn't place a vaccine mandate on those willing to work, and Putin didn't downplay inflation for months before it became unavoidable. That was all Joe, and Joe needs to answer for it, and so do Democrats at large. The day of reckoning is coming, and it's coming in November. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at Fox News Commentary. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you, great one. It's 24 minutes past the hour. All right, so here is the okie doke that I figured out. The Democrats, their fellow Democrats in the national media, the whole, the whole Peanuts gang, they know that... November 8th is going to be a wipeout. They know it. So here's what they're saying now. Oh, the latest estimate is up to 75 seats pick up in the House. Now, I don't think it's going to be 75. If the Democrats continue to do what they're doing and talking about things that really aren't even on the top 10, 20 list of the American people uh, and the prices of gasoline, I don't see it going down in the foreseeable future and inflation is going to be high. And I mean, I finally heard someone other than me say it. Rachel Campos Duffy said, you know, I look at these percentages, but we're paying so much more, which is what I keep saying. And someone made fun of me when I said, hey, look, they're making these packages smaller and they're charging the same price or more. And someone wrote, oh, it's all based by weight. I'm thinking, no, no, you don't even understand what I'm saying. A 32-ounce bottle of soda or or juice is now 28 ounces, and they're charging more. That's the other thing that gets crazy. I mean, even incontrovertible stuff, people throw back in your face. How do you argue about that? It's not 32 ounces anymore. It's 28, and it costs either the same as it did when it was 32 ounces. But in most cases, it costs more. So how do we how do we uh, how do we have any dispute over that? I'll put the one bottle and the other bottle next to it. And what are you going to say then? And they still deny. So here's my take on this. They're telling you it's going to be 75 seats. 
so that if it's 35 or 40 or even 45 or 50, they make it a failure. Oh, the Republicans didn't live up to expectations. Get it? That's their game because they've got no game. They got to make stuff up. That's what this whole January 6th thing is. This is this is all completely fake. And the reason I say that is it would have been serious and it would have been worthy of investigating it. But you need you need to do it like a 9-11 commission, equal number of Democrats, equal number of Republicans. Sorry, all Democrats and two Trump haters doesn't a balanced committee make. And they didn't ask the very basic questions. Everything was about truncating it to only make it bad for Trump. I mean, for example, you should have played they should have played the clip of President Trump telling people that if you're walking to the Capitol now to be peaceful. And he said one other important word that I can't remember at the sitting, but that's the meaning of it, not to do anything wrong. To be peaceful. And remember, they were already doing what they were doing before President Trump ever spoke. So whatever was happening was happening. You can't blame President Trump. Now, if you want to blame him that he didn't come out soon enough and ask people to stop or anything you want to do in that realm, that's fair game. He told them not to do anything wrong in the first place. But the storyline that he should have come out sooner and said certain things as things were escalating, that is fair criticism. But it's also important to point out for the record what he said. They stopped it before he said what he said. So if you want to know the classic definition of an okie doke an okie doke is when you want to make something look like something it's not. Like if something bad happened and you're trying to spin that nothing happened. When Nick Rivas would use the term, it would mean, you know, just tell me, tell me what happened. Give me the bad news. You know, I can handle the bad news. You know, don't give me an okie doke. So the latest estimate I heard this morning is up to a 75 seat pickup. Sounds high to me. And I think it is the Democrat game of now anything under that. Oh, they did take control, but but they they fell short. They they underperformed. You, you get it. What a sneaky thing, too, by the way. I mean, a 30 seat pickup of 35 seat pickup. I, I've said from the beginning that I think it's going to be somewhere between 25 and 40. I usually don't need a rangefinder beyond the, the Price is Right rangefinder game. But this is tough stuff. Remember now, Democrats gerrymandered districts. They carved Republicans right out of their own districts. They did a lot of creepy stuff, as they always do. So I will tell you that I believe that and they tried to get away with even more. This is, they're wicked, I'll tell you, just wickedly evil. I would think a, a very 
conservative guesstimate is that they messed up 15 minimum 15 districts that Republicans would win hands down. They can't they can't. It's like a lot of things. They can't change the outcome. That's that's done. Democrats have lost the House. You don't often hear me say that five months before an election. And as you know, I won't say that Democrats have lost the Senate yet. And it's it's 50 50. It's actually 50 Republicans, 48 Democrats, two independents that the media never tells you that. What? What did he say? What? Right. They don't tell you that. That's their okie doke. Two Democrats or two independents that typically organize with the Democrats. But the Democrats have 48. It's crazy, isn't it? The Republicans should have cut a much better deal when it was 50-50 and President Bush and Vice President Cheney were in office. So Republicans had the the working tiebreaker, if you will. Democrats had more people on committees. Everything was much more equal. And I remember the Democrat media saying, well, OK, well, the vice president can break the tie, but it's either Republicans don't have a majority. It's a tie. But now it's 50 to 50 and it's a Democrat majority. I mean, this is they think you're stupid. They think this is the way that they can get away with it and they play their games. Break time. We'll be back in just a little bit. Halftime already in the first hour. Flying by. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The best hot dogs in Cape May County. Our list is subjective. But we worked hard on it, and it's delicious. Take a look at it. My op-ed piece on the closing of Los Amigos, Mexican-style restaurant in Atlantic City. After 43 years, it was able to operate until now. And things that you can do in the Atlantic City area for Father's Day. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Some weeks feature quiet weather. Some weeks are active and complicated. This one's right in the middle. A stray shower or thunderstorm may come to visit at some point today. Otherwise warm and humid with periods of sun and clouds. High temperature 84, although at least 10 degrees cooler at the beaches. Partly cloudy tonight, low 68. Tomorrow there's a chance we get clipped by some rain and clouds, especially in the morning. Tomorrow's high comes down to 78. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. At 39 minutes past the hour, welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program. So while we were last together, and this would have been even after a typical Friday that we would have spent together over the weekend. There is, and I think it's accurate to call it a bipartisan deal. There'll be at least, the Republicans are going to give at least 10 senators. There won't be a filibuster. And there's going to be, for the first time in a long time, there will be some firearm safety type 
reforms that are going to be happening. Of course, it will never be enough for the Democrats. And I don't have the list of every single thing that's crafted in it. But the president has agreed that he's going to sign it. Of course, they'll say it doesn't include everything that I or we think is needed, but it reflects important this or that and that we're in the right direction. And then they will use it. This is why you usually don't get these kinds of deals, because they will use it as a way to say that this is the beginning and then they're going to go for more. That's the problem, and that's why you never see anything get done. But they're going to have some state red flag laws, and I think I think there should be. I don't have any problem. If you've got a potentially dangerous person, and I think another thing, I think you do have to button down that if somebody was a, a juvenile problem, but they turn 18 and because of the juvenile record laws, they just have a perfectly clean record. Then you have no idea when they hit majority age what they're capable of. So I, I like that. I don't have a problem with that. They'll have a criminal background check. If you're a buyer that's under 21. They have this thing, if you've ever heard of it, or if you've never heard of it, you'll hear about it now, straw purchases. And that's that's not good. Somebody that buys it and then gives it to somebody else, what would be the reason the other person didn't get it? It makes you think that they were not able to get it. If you bought a gun... Because you could pass a background check and you really bought it for somebody else who could not pass a background check. Nobody should be be for that. Democrats want a lot more and the president. They want to ban semi-automatic, what they call assault-style rifles, ban high-capacity magazines, and they want to raise a minimum age to buy these items from 18 to 21. But I think what they're going to get is the ability to do a background check on somebody below 21 if there is a potentially dangerous person. So it's some of what the Democrats want. It's, It's not exactly even the things that are happening, not exactly what the Democrats want, but there is split government, even though Democrats have this bare working majority that don't have enough to overcome the filibuster. And I've always believed you take what you can get. A lot of times they go for it all and then they get nothing. Better to go for something. So good for the um, the people that are stepping up. Anything that doesn't, you don't want to allow anything to go down that would be in violation of the Constitution. Because you don't want to give uh, bad actors the opportunity to rewrite the Constitution 
right out from under your nose. So as long as it's items that are reasonable, fair, correct, do not infringe upon because the right to bear arms is not a privilege. It's a constitutionally provided right. And with some of the most unambiguous language, I know they try to make it look like it's ambiguous, a well-regulated militia, blah, 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 blah. The right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. They're not just the, the Democrats will tell you they're only talking about the military. Not true. Because remember, the citizens were the military. And there's so many writings about the right to bear arms and that, in fact, they even talked about if governments get out of control. The rights of the citizens. Let's get our last break in this hour. We'll be right back in just a little bit. Don't go away. This is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Check out the app. Check out the website. A lot of new content just in the past 24 to 48 hours. Check it out. Here's the great one. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you very much. 48 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. So here is another okie doke. And I knew that two of the first three items... Well, when, when we count talkers, it will be two of the first four. Two of the first four items that we intended to bring up this morning are okey-dokes. So over the weekend, we get told the January 6th committee, they believe there's enough evidence to indict President Trump. Now, keep in mind, this is all the same people. Adam Schiff, the whole, the whole gang. It's all the same people that for more than four years peddled lies about Russia collusion. Remember Adam Schiff, I've seen the evidence. The, the president has committed felonies, high crimes and misdemeanors, and we have the proof. I've seen it. I mean, they are capable. That, that's why we, if, if I didn't invent it, I think I did, why we came up with the expression, liars who lie about lying. Because they lie about everything. And here's what they count on. I don't think they're right, but they count on it. They count on the American people being one of a couple of things. Maybe guilty of being guilty of a few of these things. One or more. They think you're stupid, which is not true. You're a lot smarter than they are. So they just say that or think it. And then they also think you have a short-term memory where for four years they can lie. And then they can just turn the page when they get caught because they did get caught. It's a big lie. None of it was true. It was never true. And in fact, as we always tell you, whatever they say that you're guilty of, 
they are typically guilty of it. I mean, that's the way it is. Think about it. Hillary Clinton. They're the gang that colluded with Russia. And incidentally, when it was proven that Trump didn't, and he never really got the the proper corrections that he should have gotten, but when it was proven that Trump did not collude and it was proven that Hillary did, why don't all the same things that the Democrats said about Trump, why don't they immediately go into effect for Hillary and the Democrats? I mean, wouldn't that if, – if these things were true and this is what should happen to Trump, then if it's not true about him and you lied and you got caught and it is true about you, then shouldn't all the things you said be put into effect with you? I don't know how that can't be true. So now the January 6th panel says there's enough evidence to indict Trump. I guarantee you he's not going to be indicted. Even if the committee wanted to, Merrick Garland's not going to do it. He already is disgracing himself with some of his actions. It's not going to happen. He's not going to do it. So they'll make a big deal, and I know this guy, and he's a good guy, Bill Stepien, who's a top campaign advisor to President Trump, former campaign uh, manager uh, for President Trump. And also, uh, Stepien is a top campaign advisor to the Trump-endorsed Wyoming Republican Harriet Hagman, who is going to defeat Liz Cheney. I can't wait for that. Now, of course, you know, people like this, they don't just go away. She'll be defeated. She won't be on the ballot. They're not, they're not waiting to beat her in November. They're going to beat her in the primary can't wait for that day she's up by about mm, 30 points maybe more which is great just terrible uh so that'll be a good day and then of course whatever will happen she'll have her analyst role at msnbc or cnn and then when they have these really fair and balanced panels And now let's go to the Republican take on all of this. Let's go to former congresswoman from Wyoming, Liz Cheney. Yes, uh, Trump stinks, and uh, this is the Republican take. I mean, again, they think you're stupid, and you're not. But it it is amazing, and there's even news coverage that they try to make this look like it's serious. Uh. Rep- at the hearings, Representative Adam Schiff said that we have evidence and that every every credible allegation of criminal activity on the part of Donald Trump should be investigated. I mean, come on. This guy has no credibility whatsoever. I mean, come on. To quote Joe Biden. They say additional evidence is set to be released in the additional hearings this week. But anything, unless they're just making stuff up now, think about it. They had a prime time opportunity that every network preempted 
their their prime time lineup on a Thursday to show the hearing. They got nothing. It's now Monday morning and nobody's talking about it. They are, of course, but nobody's thinking about it. Nobody thinks anything new came of it. And if they had anything big, they would have dropped it. They did the things that you would expect. They tried to get President Trump crazy by having his daughter on there going against him. But I guarantee you, if you took not not their little snippets that they cut out, where they, she can say, well, I agreed with the Attorney General, William Barr, and then they make it look like she doesn't agree with her father. And then, of course, then President Trump comes out with a statement. And they just try to divide even family members against each other. So when the same people are doing the same thing, I, I ask you and, and advised you back then not to believe them. You might remember years in advance I said, I know exactly how this is going to turn out. <clears throat> and I repeatedly said, the only thing I can't tell you is what day does the fourth and final stage of the truth become self-evident? It's the only thing I couldn't tell you was the day. I knew how it would end. I said, zero chance President Trump will be charged and that these allegations are not true. And they never were. Hold on one second. Hold on. I'm speaking to the program director. In any event, that um, the moment I see that the same people that said what they said before are saying the same thing again, you know, remember, uh, Nancy Pelosi had a big role. The mayor of Washington, D.C., turned down help. Remember, that was at the time of the Democrats in love with the notion that police officers are bad, that criminals are fantastic, that we need to defund the police, that they didn't want police. President Trump, it's documented. President Trump offered, I, I believe, tens of thousands of human assets between National Guard and anything else that was required. You had numerous agencies that were saying that there is chatter that there's going to be uh, a um, a large gathering of people and they had a lot of reasons to believe that exactly what happened happened or could happen or would happen and they didn't have enough people to stop it to stop it correctly, where it required more of a reactionary response. <coughs> that could have been 
easily a proactive situation. If you had people all over the place, then none of the people scaling the wall and, you know, pushing through into the Capitol, none of it would have happened. They wouldn't have gotten anywhere near it. Look what Pelosi's been willing to do ever since. Big fences and all kinds of things. She 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 made and the mayor of Washington, D.C., I think they're two of the biggest offenders. And this committee hasn't interviewed either of them. How do you have a committee on the the findings of January 6th and not ask people why did you know you were told and you were offered? Why didn't you have more security, more police, whatever you needed? That's that's why I'm saying January 6th was an incident. It's not nothing. But they didn't do what they should have done, what they could have done. Open forum 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. It's early in the morning. WBGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Six minutes, almost seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Phone lines are open, wide open for them this hour at 609-407-1450, where we have an open phone line right now if you want to jump in. 609-407-1450. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome to the program. Good morning to you. Mr. Hurley, good morning. And to you. Uh, the Democrats is a mantra that they have. I will never forget. The first thing I think of for them, win at any cost. With a mantra like that, anything goes with them. Correct. My expression is they want to win in the worst way, not in the best way. So you are correct. They don't care who they destroy. They don't care who they lie about. They will do whatever it takes to win, and they believe that the ends justify the means, and the Democrat media loves them for it and supports them every step of the way, as long as they win. Because keep in mind, when they don't win, nothing is right. Nothing is as it should be. And if if we win, they act like they're still in control and deserve a seat at the table and dictate from the minority. When they win, it's shut up. We won. Go away. It's terrible. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> um, red eye. Yeah. I've been hitting that in the morning a little more frequently than I really want to, but <laughs> some of the things they're coming up with are unbelievable. Truckers. It's so simple. You don't even think about it. A guy puts a truck out on the road. It cost him $1,000 to fill it. Yeah. Now they're into like 15 or closer to 1500 than they are to 1000. They go out and they're going to pick up a a job. The job is only going to give them a payoff of $1000. 
they can only do that for so long because that money is they have to cover the difference. Oh, yeah. So what's yeah, yeah. In other words, like sometimes you, you have stores, they call it lost leaders to get you in the store. They will sell some things either for no profit or even at a loss because you're going to buy these other things that will make up for it. When you take a job for a thousand dollars and your expenses, and I would even contend if you're not including it, kind sir, I would include not only the gasoline, the diesel, which is just out of sight, but the wear and tear on the car, on the tires and everything else. So we'll just say that you take a job for a thousand dollars and you had a thousand dollars in expenses. No, you can't you can't live like that. Right. And the other thing that's happening, they're getting paid well on the run out. Coming back empty, they cannot afford to come back empty. That's why they're accepting the thousand dollar job or the reduced amount. It will reach a point where the trucker is gonna say, Well, I can't put the truck in the street because I can't take it a thousand miles out and come back empty. It's going to sit there until I get some service. And that service is another job coming home. People don't realize where we're headed. If these guys aren't delivering this goods into stores, they're going to be, they're talking about empty shelves now. It's going to get a lot worse. And that's, and it's so simple when you think about it. If it's not profitable, they can't afford to put that truck out in the street. Exactly. And the other thing with Red Eye, they had um, Forbes on. It's the first time that I've ever heard about inflation that made any sense to me at all. Yeah, Steve and Forbes Steve simple. Forbes is brilliant. Go, go ahead. For those who don't know, Steve Forbes, who we've had on the program a number of times over the years, he always does that. He takes... These things that I believe the others, because they want to confuse when, look, they don't get there. They use language when Trump is president, they bring the language down. Oh, you you understand. You understand what we're saying here. You need to hate him. So we have to tell you exactly what you need to hate. And they break it down to the to the last decimal point. But with Biden, they, I, I read a story this morning. It's funny. You just jog my memory on this where they talk about. Well, some people blame Biden. Some people blame the oil companies. I don't blame the oil companies. What are they talking about? The oil companies, the Biden doctrine is adverse to energy in general, oil in particular. He has said it. That he's going to shut them down. What in the world? You think they're going to invest money when they're getting crushed? At every turn by this administration. So they they try to not blame Biden by saying some people blame Biden. Some people blame the oil industry, the oil executives, and they make it look like there's just so much blame to go around. Of course, Putin, they put that in the story. Meanwhile, if anything ever went wrong, it was Trump. There was no building excuses. There was no one else to blame. Uh, That's the game they play. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But the uh, inflation, monetary or non-monetary, monetary, stop spending, sell off your excess cash that you happen sitting on the shelves, like, you know, two trillion dollars. Start to sell that off to 
the marketplace so it reduces your commitment or what you're staring at for additional spending. On the non-monetary industry, leave it alone. You keep putting your thumb into the operation and you don't know what the hell you're doing. Leave industry alone. In my mind, it was a very two very simple equations to run at. And that's from the beginning. If they would stay out of that, uh, our businesses, we wouldn't have these type problems we run into. And, and inflation, they're making worse. They're not making it any better. No, and look, it went up again. It, it was at 8.3, now it's at 8.6. I think they're lying about that because they control the numbers. So it's. I know it's worse than what they're saying. Go look at the prices that we're paying. Nothing's at 8.6. Everything is up 20-some percent, 17 percent, higher than that even. Uh, they're lying about even inflation. Right. Could I touch on one other thing yeah. and then I'm done? Yeah, you got it. We got one minute. Go. See? Okay, the ceiling or the basement is 30.4, the basement for the percentages that they put out to us when they're saying his approval rating is 24%. Or no, it never goes beyond 30.4. But that number was a stick. It kept repeating itself throughout all of these reports that they give us on his status and 30.4 seemed to be the basement he's never gone below that and i i I don't believe it well you you have you have a good reason to be suspect they're they're completely wholly uh, dishonest they lie about everything and they're still protecting joe biden they're still making it look like I mean, how how do they let him get away with Putin's price hike? I mean, it's it's madness. And I don't know if you heard him, but he's blaming now the oil executives and their greed. I mean, this is this is crazy. And he's acting like they have all these uh, leases and they won't do anything with them. That's because look in the mirror. You said you're going to destroy them. They're not going to go after these things and try to 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 start additional refinery capacity and 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 use any of these things when you're going to make it impossible for them even now they've made it impossible on this industry there's a reason why it wasn't just the pandemic there was a reason why we were energy independent and a net oil exporter and now we're not all right well one other thing and i'm sorry all right i gotta i um, I gotta go go ahead okay i'll do it another day you got it sir thank you sir I do need to get the break in. I did want to let you do it, but I did uh, need to get the break in. It's early in the morning. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for waking up and listening to us. We thank you for choosing us. It means everything to us, obviously. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Give me a call right now. We're an open forum all this hour long. Here's Sean Hannity, our early in the morning timeout, and right back to your calls. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. 
If you look at people that were already struggling to pay their rent, pay their bills, keep their head above water, and the poor and the middle class and people on fixed incomes, they cannot possibly begin to afford all of this. So the question you got to start asking yourself, well, where are they going to cut? Are they going to cut back on their rent? Well, rent increases are about 20%. Are they going to cut back and not have a phone? I don't think most people can survive without a phone. So now it's, okay, instead of occasionally having steak, occasionally going out, all those things are out the window. If you have an annual vacation, that's probably out the window. If you were thinking about trading in your car and getting a new car, well, there's nothing available anyway. You can't get a used car because that's 40% higher because of Biden inflation. So where do you cut? Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. And the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value. And the price of oil quadrupled. Hey, everybody, it's Linda from Hannity. And while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%. And silver rocketed over 800%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, and as a Sean Hannity listener, you can get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Call 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 21 minutes past the hour, taking your phone calls at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Kevin. How you doing? Good, Kevin. Uh, I had a question for you. A number of years ago... um, Jeff Corwin from Animal Planet was the spokesman for a diesel fuel company that made diesel from algae. It was 100% renewable, right? It put zero footprint on the the ground, and they were able to produce it at about a dollar a gallon. They gave 10,000 barrels of it to the U.S. Navy, and after they did that, all of a sudden you didn't hear about this fuel anymore. Well, okay. This barely registers with me, but as I listen to you speak about it, I, I am a fan of his. I do vaguely remember about this, but even if I didn't, and I heard it for the very first time, I didn't have a second to think, you know the deal here. I, I know a guy that actually created something with just water that makes things run, and man, did he get shut down. He had hell rain on him. Uh, I'm not going to get into him. He's a good guy, but all a lot of bad things happened when he found something that worked that would would upset the apple cart. I, see if you agree with this. There's not really an appetite. I know they let ethanol sort of, kind of break through, but then they they found out that it was more pollution than than petroleum. So I mean that's crazy. So that's no go. Uh, they kind of let that break through. But I think that this is as simple as – and we'll just say that what you're saying checks out and that it's true and that it that it was produced and that it worked and all of this, that they don't want anything to upset 
the way things are now. That would really – you talk about what's the term they use, like Trump was a disruptor. That would be a real disruptor, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, but they, they talk about how they want to be green and clean for the environment and everything else. Here you had a diesel fuel that was cleaner than the number one biodiesel that was on the market at the time. And its footprint was about 10% of what an oil refinery would be. You know, two big silos, one filter stage. The algae was given some type of food, some type of media. And its byproduct was petroleum. You know, it yep. basically crapped petroleum. You know, and all of a sudden it just went bye-bye. Either it worked too good and it was going to be a disruptor. Or maybe there's something we don't know. It didn't work. Or maybe, who knows, it caused damage and it was not even a short-term or long-term solution. I don't know what I don't know. But what I default to is when you invent something that works better and it would completely disrupt and change everything, you usually get squashed. Right. And one more point real quick. Like this whole thing with the plastic bags, not using plastic bags and at the grocery stores and stuff like that, right? There was also a company, and I don't know if it was the same company that does, like, all of the uh, the recycling of bags out of the ocean. Um, I forget the name of the yard, but they were started with a couple young kids. But they made bags that were out of um, kelp or something. I heard that, yeah. It was actually plant food. So even if it ended up in the ocean, fish could actually eat it. Or it would dissolve in like two days or three days or something like that. I, like, where did that go? You know what I mean? These big environmentalists, they want to push, you know, oh, get rid of all this plastic and everything else. Well, how about putting money into these other things that we know are good for the environment? You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I'm not saying the environmentalists are corrupt because most of them are not but it does challenge our ability to comprehend if we start to hear the things that would be biodegradable that would be uh environmentally friendly uh that work and and yet there's not the advocacy you would think there would be enormous advocacy behind all of that and then if there's not you have to ask yourself why right Yep, I don't think nobody wants to ask the question why, or the media doesn't allow people to ask why. Well, because they pretend that they it's look, it's like a lot of other things where there are people that believe that there's problems that you don't want to fix because you want to have the problem or an issue that you say you want to correct or make more efficient or make more make more environmentally friendly. But you really don't because you don't do anything to truly bring to effectuate the change i i personally think you're on to something here yeah i mean i i'd love to know what happened to that fuel company you know that, that's a biggie i'd love to know what happened to that yeah but now oh i got another another possible angle for you sometimes people buy you out they buy if you have um some some type of patent or whatever type of use permit that you have, you get rich beyond your wildest dreams and you just go away. And then the people that buy your technology, they just put it on the shelf. Yeah, 
I was excited about this one when I read about it because Corwin was, you know, I, I watched Animal Planet with my kids. You know what I mean? I like that guy, you know, and it didn't seem like he would be somebody that would be able to be bought out, you know, and he was, like I said, he was a spokesman for it. And all of a sudden it just disappeared. So. Yep. Thank you for the call. I we I know you know we're not going to solve this today, but you I think you have raised a lot of cur- intellectual curiosity of our listeners including me because when you call I'm your listener too. Uh and those I always love to be able to think about something a little bit longer, but certain things just immediately came to me and it's either that it didn't work or it worked too good or somebody bought it up and and shelved it so that things stay exactly the way they are, probably one of those three is the truth. Right. Well, I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. I love your show. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Let's get our bottom of the hour break in. We have one open phone line, 609-407-1450. It's 29 minutes past the hour. If you miss my opening monologue, uh, I guess I did this about an hour and 25 minutes ago. Uh, Talkers New York, which is the biggest talk radio, television, new talk media, digital convention in American history, was last Friday. It's weird. It was just a couple days ago, but I already feel like it was a while ago. Uh, It couldn't have gone better. We had two prominent speaking roles. Both went tremendous. We presented a $6,000 Early in the Morning Charity Grant to the Broadcasters Foundation of America. That was very well received, and we did confirm that we're going to up it to $7,000 next year. Uh, Atlantic City had amazing presence, I will tell you, at the convention. It was awesome. And, of course, uh, really one of the highlights of the convention, there's three keynote addresses that took place. Michael Harrison, the founder, the owner, the publisher, the editor of Talkers Magazine, he handled two of them. Bill O'Reilly, and forgive me, I forget the other uh, keynote address, Fireside Chat. Oh, oh, John Katasimidis of uh, WABC. He handled both of them and gave me the privilege of hosting one-on-one a keynote address, Fireside Chat with Brian Kilmeade. 20 minutes, uninterrupted, just two people on stage, and it went so well, so very well. And you'll get to see the evidence. You'll judge for yourself. I'm telling you it went well because I was told it went well, and I felt like it went well myself. Uh, But you'll judge for yourself because we will post it in its entirety when it uh, is available in the next week or two, What, what Michael does. They just put up in, in – I don't even know what the order, whatever order Michael chooses. They just put up content every day for a few-week period. So we look forward to sharing that with you, and you'll give me some feedback and let me know what you think. And for the first time in American history, the price of a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline, the national average – this has never happened in recorded American history – is as of this moment, the average is at 5014 per gallon that's bad news that's really bad news with no solution how about that no solution 
in the offering. Back in a moment. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The best hot dogs in Cape May County. Somebody had to do it. Our team of aficionados. It was tough, but we got it done. And it's a cool piece. Check it out. A lot of people have. My op-ed on the closing of Los Amigos. This is an op-ed piece, uh, 43 years in the making. And things that you can do in the Atlantic City area for Father's Day. All this and more on the app. The number of... From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heating up today, high temperature reaching about 84 degrees across South Jersey. Now closer to the coast, it will be cooler, probably in the 70s. Looks like a good beach day. With a mix of sun and clouds, there is a chance of a stray shower or thunderstorm at any time today. Partly cloudy tonight and somewhat sticky, low 68. Chance of getting clipped by rain and clouds tomorrow morning. High temperature around 78. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? For Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum continues. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. You know something? I try to be... Um, first of all, I'm not a bad person. Far from it. But no, I try to be a better person. You're a good person. Every day. I'm going ba- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have your back on this. You're a good person. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I try to be as optimistic... Uh, as possible but you know something sometimes you're just overwhelmed with what's going on seeing and hearing the country that you loved you were born into that you grew up in and that you love so much being chipped away piece by piece here and there um whether it's music sports entertainment we all know the we all know the deal, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just need reassurance. And Harry, this is why I called. I just need to hear hear it from you, and to be reassured that things will get better, and that there is hope. Oh, good. Well, don't hang up because I don't want you to just listen to me say this over the air. I want to say it to you one on one, and if you have a follow up comment. I'll give you a little bit about what Brian Kilmeade um, talked about on Friday during our one-on-one keynote address. It's interesting you would bring up this question. I'm not surprised because you're a, you're you're a heavy, a big thinker. I posed the question to Brian: just two words, optimistic or pessimistic about our country. Brian Kilmeade immediately said optimistic, and he went into such – I can't wait till the video is available for everybody, including you, Peter, to see. He went into such a great explanation, which I don't have time to give, uh, about all these things that still make us the greatest country, including a 32-mile line of people trying to get into our country. So here's what I'll promise you. 
and it's always true, and especially it's always true in America. What goes up comes down, and what goes down comes up again. So gas is not always going to be five dollars, six dollars, seven, eight dollars a gallon. It's gonna it's gonna normalize, because here's the other beautiful thing. And Kilmeade also spoke about this, and I speak about it independent of him. I've said this so many times. We are a course correcting nation. The American people are our barometer. Look what they did in San Francisco, Peter. They got rid of that lunatic, Boudin. Now, philosophically, they loved putting him in there. And all the things we've been saying for all these years about the Soros Project, we now have numbers. But I want to take your call, so I'm not going to go into them now. But we've got numbers of how much money this whole Soros Project put in to ruining all these cities on purpose. But yes, be optimistic even when it seems like there's reasons not to be. We are absolutely, we're the United States of America. We will come back from this. Peter, you were alive. I think we're just days apart in age. We're both going to be 62 years old. Now, we were teenagers, but we were, uh, we were probably about 19-ish. We remember towards the end of the Carter presidency as it got worse and worse and worse, just like Joe Biden. And we had odd and even uh, days at, at, the, uh, at the pump. And we had interest rates at 21% to buy a car, 17.5% to buy a home. Uh, and if Peter, if we existed then and you called in, I want to hear you say it or we're going to be OK. I would have said the same thing then that I'm saying now. I was younger then. I probably would have said it more stupid. But, yes, we're going to be fine. Uh, this will course correct. The American people will make the changes that they can on November 8th and continue to make more changes uh, as need be. And this will be something that one day, just like when the real real estate market collapsed in 2008, 2009, and the financial market as well, and we had the highest unemployment rate, the highest home foreclosure rate in the country right here in Atlanta County. And look at it now. Property values are at an all-time high. Uh, Interest rates became low. Uh, you know, money was available. Jobs were available. This is a byproduct of the American people making a very poor decision in the 2020 election. When you correct the problem, we will then reverse this trajectory. We're going to be fine. I want to thank you so much. You're welcome. And you know something? You know what really broke my heart? Um, now they're saying, believe it or not, Mary Poppins, the movie, is racist. Yeah, I know. I'll I tell know. you why. I Go ahead. Yeah, I know. It's probably the scene uh, when they're doing the chimney sweep, right? Not that. But, you know, the guy who had the uh, ship on the on the roof, you know, with yep. the, I think he called himself Captain Boom or something. He was saying about the hot and pots. <clears throat> Uh, that was the phrase. That was the um, what. That, that's what they referred to as the blacks in South Africa at that time. I mean, how many people who saw the movie then, like we probably did, you know, with our parents, of course, or seeing it on a DVD, or know what he, he was talking about? Yeah, that never registered with me until you just said it. And if I watched it again. I would not even be thinking about that. Uh, that line would happen and it probably would just go right over my head. Uh, 
but we know that the cancel culture crowd is, is definitely working overtime to try to cancel Gone with the Wind, uh, now Mary Poppins, the, the um, Splash Mountain ride is being what they call reimagined. Uh, all that is true, and unfortunately, the people that want to do these things, like George Soros that wants to cancel uh, all societal norms as it relates to respect for police, and, and that's why they put in these radical DAs that really love criminals and, and hate the police. It's New York is down a thousand police officers right now and more are retiring. It's, it's an absolute crisis. There's no, I was so happy that our event was in uh, Long Island and not New York City. New York City right now is just completely destroyed what they've done. Oh, yeah. I used to live there. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, Peter, let me get the break in. You have, a, as you would say, have a blessed day. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. I was so happy. We made it. It's about 150 miles each way from the Ponderosa to Hofstra University. And we did do a little bit of driving because we went to a dinner location. So I would guess we did about... 320 miles, maybe even a little bit more than that. And I did it on a half a tank of gas. I got to Hofstra on a quarter of a tank. I was ecstatic about that. My car is nearing 10 years old. I think uh, it, it probably just hit sometime this month. It's exactly 10 years old. And I made it on a quarter of a tank. I think that's good. 320-some miles on half a tank. I think that's really good. Back in just a moment, 609-407-1450. When we come back, you are first, you are second, and you are third. We'll do our best. I know we're going to get two. I'm shooting for three. Don't go away. And 8 o'clock is open, too, so just hang in there. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. The best thing to me would be if DeSantis ran and Trump supported him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Don't you think Trump's going to run? I think so. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to say yes because I, everything inside me says he probably will. But then there's another side of me that says, well, if you can be a potential kingmaker and rabble rouser from the outside, wouldn't that be more fun? Maybe. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. You know, you have the best callers because if you start to write down notes what you're going to talk to Harry about, by the time you get around to talking to you, you're just absolutely, you can't pick out what you want to talk about. But, um, yeah, Brian Kilmeade was on um, the five, uh, maybe it was Thursday or Friday, and he summed it up, and you've said this several times, that, you know, we are just an experiment for the elitist Democrat because nothing uh, that it, nothing pertains to them, not gas prices, not health uh, insurance, not the cost of groceries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm going to go to the root. I, I remember Chris Brown said this, but I'll, I'll take it a little further on, on plastic bags. But I'm, I, I want to add to what he said that we can't dictate good manners. You know, doctors, scientists, government uh, are still unable to turn a slob into a neat person with a 10 cent bag. And, um, 
since you've been ta- talking about Al Franken and, and his book that he wrote, Liars Who Lie About Lying, he should have listed it as either a, a self-help book or an autobiography because everything, you know, all his transference or it's rubbing his stink, you know, on us, you know, when he, you know, he can't get away from what he did. And what I want to ask you is how come he was, we were, he, he was, they were able to get rid of him as easy, uh, as easily as it, as it was. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how. This is a great question because I have I have pondered this question. He decided to leave. They didn't get him. It was rough, but I think he would have survived it. He didn't think he could. Let's go back in time. At the moment that they had to picture him like faking, like he's touching the woman's breasts. He was very close to her, and you know a. a, a childlike uh, frat boy look on his face, mischievous while she was sleeping. He's just a skank. Let's just, you know, call him, call him what he is, pig. Uh, and that was in the environment where people were getting canceled left and right. And then the Democrats figured out, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, this is happening to us now. And they put the brakes on it. He just barely was before they put the brakes on a lot of the canceling that was going on and he didn't try to stick it out he quit i think he could have survived today he would have survived so we always have to go when we think about why something happens we have to go back to where the mood was at that moment and canceling people for this kind of stuff was it was like when Defunding the police was like the yo-yo, the clackers, the the moon rock, the uh, whatever you want to call it, whatever fad was in at the moment, bell-bottom jeans, you know, whatever. Uh, that's what happened to him. I think that's a solid answer. Yeah, it's very good. But I just wanted to say on the front page of the Daily uh, Fish Wrapper, um, right in big letter, and, a, and a, there's a big picture of Alan shit. Shift and it says, you know, he's basically uh, Trump is done. They've already indicted him. So some stupid person just sees that, and you don't read into it and know what it's all about. But and and that's why one of my early parts of the six o'clock hour of things that I bring up, I covered that because clearly it's the same people. It's Adam Schiff saying that he's the same liar from before. So yes, and they do get people. Oh, good. We got him this time. We're finally going to get him. And they just keep saying and doing the same thing. Yeah. I just wanted to add about um, George Soros. If you want to know how he made his billions, he was able to do exactly what he's doing to this country, to England. So he was able to manipulate the British pound. And that is how he made his billions. And he's well on his way. To, uh, he already is uh, on his way of doing it here. But that's how he made his money. So yeah, he, thank, he, you, Harry. He, thank you. Yeah, he bets against us. Isn't that great? When someone does, does well by betting against America. Wow. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry, two quick things and then a feel-good statement. First of all, my 10-year-old son said for me to tell you, great job on the gas mileage. That was my 10-year-old. Oh, thank you. Uh, the other thing is that, um, yeah, the other thing is that while the smart people are getting angry, uh, our simpletons are in a continued state of disillusional bliss. And we're just going to have to do our best to maintain a positive attitude. And my feel-good statement is this. 80% of the, com- the country is made up of entrepreneurs. And while the pessimist was arguing about the glass being half empty, 
the optimist arguing about the glass was half full. The entrepreneur sold the glass. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever bet against the entrepreneur. I agree. I mean, that's why. Why do you think uh, Andrea brought up George Soros? Why do you think they hate capitalism so much? But of course, that's a big way of how they made their many millions or billions. But they don't want that free market capitalism for anyone else. They don't. But as long as we have that level of control in our country, as long as we are a capitalistic country, we're going to survive because we have an opportunity to rise up above all this stuff that's going on in the economy and the ideology and, and all the other stuff we're having to contend with. You know, we really need to focus a little bit more on going on the uh, going on the offensive instead of just staying on the staying on the defensive. You know, uh, that's what they're oh, doing. my gosh, Kevin, so, I, I am so on board with the Kevin doctrine. I say it all the time that they're always on the offensive, even when they're caught, you know, they, they could get caught cheating in bed. And they would say, it's not me. I'm not here. It's not me. You didn't see me. I mean, they lie about everything. They cheat about everything. You're absolutely correct. And the Republicans, many, many times, are always on the defense, even when they have no reason to be defensive. That's why I'm telling you, Kevin, I'm going to be going bananas. I'm not saying if. When Republicans win at least the House and take office this upcoming January of the new year, if they don't immediately, I've never, ever said this before because I don't I don't I don't like the way the other side plays. But if they don't immediately start to bring people in and putting them under oath and indicting people, because let's face it, uh, all these people getting indicted in the Trump orbit. Why wasn't Eric Holder indicted? He was found in contempt of Congress. He refused to produce documents that they requ- re- required, not requested, required in an investigation, voted and held him in contempt. The only thing they didn't do, because you just didn't do that until these animals, they didn't refer him to get him indicted. They could have, but they didn't. So why is he not indicted? And then that jackass gets to trash Republicans all the time on Democrat television and and elsewhere. Kevin, we're at the end of the hour. I'm going to ask our callers not to go anywhere. You are the next caller when we come back. You'll be the next caller after that. Don't go away. It's halftime. It's Hurley in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I've got two crazy stories that I just didn't get a chance to get to. One involves a man who was arrested for leaving flowers on his fiance's grave. He's been found guilty of littering. Yes, this is the country we live in. And why, Peter? Uh, needed my reassurance that we're going to be okay. It's crazy. And th- just as crazy, This, I think this one tops it because when I give you the details of it all, it's beyond belief. But the other story is Amy Schumer and tampons. It's 
you're going to think it's just a Saturday Night Live skit playing out for real. But 609-407-1450 phone lines are open. And we're going to take your phone calls first. I'll squeeze these things in between your calls. Jump in. A bunch of lines are open right now. 609-407-1450. Open forum, hurry in the morning style. Welcome to the program. Glad you called in. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. Good day to you. Good day to you. All right, buddy. Hey, listen, man. I listened to your 6 o'clock hour and... What you said was, let me tell you something. You, when you were at Talkers, and you were you going one-on-one with Brian Comey for 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You, I know you have all the heavy hitters there. You got Hannity. You got Levin. You got, you got all the heavy hitters. You know, Bill O'Reilly. Everybody. But when you said to Brian Comey or to the audience... I did not provide him with the questions that I was, I'm about to ask him. You can't lie to me. That had the busted room up. That had the busted room up. Well, I'll tell you, you know, what. Everybody I, had to. I'll tell you what it did because we had the time at the reception where I got some feedback from a lot of different people. Uh, they loved that I let them in on that because otherwise you probably would think. These guys know each other. They like each other. Harry's his fill-in guy. And so they just staged this thing. You know, they, they either did the questions together or Harry gave them the questions. I wanted everybody to know that not that they don't probably believe it on their own, but that this was truly organic, that he didn't know. And see, my job was easy. I was posing questions, not giving my opinion about really anything. I was the host. Uh, he was the person that would he was referred to as the guest. He would respond to my questions. I just wanted the audience to know that there was no setup here, that it truly was organic in nature. And I think it even made it more enjoyable and more impressive because he didn't know what was coming next. Well, I'm just saying that was master class because I told you it would be on my previous call to you. Because look at the contrast, Harry. Look at Biden can't speak without a teleprompter. The press secretary, something, Pierre or whatever the Sam Heller name is, she actually has a binder. She doesn't even hide. She has to look for the answers. And you're just willy nilly shooting Brian questions. And he's coming back to you. I mean, this is, I mean, look at the contrast, Harry. Well, it's, it's, it, yeah, the contrast is for real. It's diametrically opposite. He didn't need a single prompt. Uh, you could ask him questions all day long, and he would always have an answer because he's well read, he's present, he's smart, uh, he's not cognitively impaired, and it's a good point. It's a good point that you're making. Now, with Joe Biden, you, he would need a teleprompter, and this, the questions would have been rigged, and he would read the – I would read the question, and then he would read the teleprompter. And that, that's how that would have to be because he would not – the president of the United States could not have sat in Brian Kilmeade's chair at Talkers Magazine and not know what's coming next 
and not have a teleprompter to read from or it would have been disastrous. It, it's it's that bad. And everybody in that room knew it. Everybody in that room that you were in front of knew it. OK, yeah, they, I get, I get, I get what you're saying by saying he didn't know the questions. It's it's almost like a um, a cryptic way, but pretty telegraphic cryptic way of saying he doesn't need to be scripted. He doesn't need a prompt, a teleprompter. Uh, he can just answer whatever you throw at him. Uh, and it's the exact opposite of what we're used to seeing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Great job, Harry. Nice. Thanks for the call, but that was great. All right. Yes. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. Good friend is just writing. Thank you, sir. Good friend is writing me. Is there a video? Uh, And there will be in a few days. Which I've mentioned to you all. Let me just tell him that I'll send it when it's available. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty, and open phone line six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. We'll get our first break in, and then we'll come back. If you want to jump in, we have uh, bonus open forum. This portion of early in the morning. Very pleased to report, brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. They're at 900 Tilton Road in Northfield right here next to Broadcast Center. And they're at 1215 New Jersey Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, as I mentioned, and in Mount Laurel. Roy and his team, they're extraordinary. They're service-minded. They're fantastic to work with. They have creative solutions to a myriad of problems. When I ask you and I I talk to you about batteries plus bulbs, I promise you, they've got all that covered. Batteries as small as a watch size battery, all the way up to a car battery. And, of course, all these different bulbs, even ones that uh, you, you just don't typically find and have to order and wait. They've got a tremendous showroom, and it's so well appointed. It's the attention to detail is fantastic. One other big deal. This is also very cool. Mention my name. Hurley, Hurley in the morning. Harry sent me WPG talk radio, 95.5, the morning guy, whatever you want to say. Say something along those lines and you'll have a 10% discount at the register. Batteries plus bulbs. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you. 14, almost 15 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It is 18 minutes past the hour. Mr. President, thank you. 609-407-1450 if you'd like to jump in. Ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. If you haven't done what I've been asking you to do, and as I always say, typically I don't ask you to do what I haven't already done. We had them in our home. We did everything that we talk about. They checked our systems. They they just did it all to make sure that we're going to be good. And they gave us the thumbs up. We're good. 
for the summer season. Now, mechanical things do break down and some things can't be uh, determined ahead of time, but they have a very good idea how your system is running at the time that they do the inspection as to how you will do. And you have to understand that it's eventually going to get hot. I read something uh, a few hours ago that there's some pretty significant heat that's coming east. 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. They're on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. That's ambientcomfortnj.com. As always, tell them, early in the morning sent you. It's a good thing to do. All right, so let me tell you the story. I want to make sure I get this one in before the bottom of the hour. A man has been arrested. This is a Washington Post story that I read two days ago at about 9.30 in the morning. So that would have been Saturday morning. An Alabama man planted flowers on the gravesite of his fiancée who had died. He was arrested. And here's what happened. There's evidently, and these are some, we did a story once about crazy laws that exist. This law says that you can't either have a planter box full of fresh flowers or put flowers on the grave. Now, you know how many people do that. And here in this area, it's against the law. I think it's crazy. It's not like you're tipping headstones over or throwing trash on the ground or things like that. This man was putting flowers on his wife's grave. So he placed the planter box full of fresh flowers and he took photos of the two of them at her grave in Auburn, Alabama. But here's what happened. The law is in effect, but the police don't enforce the law. However, if somebody. Hold on a second. Working with Chris Coleman on something, I'll fill you in in a moment. So the law is on the books, but it's not enforced by the police. And, you know, there there are many of these things that they should they should just eliminate them. If you don't enforce them, that means they're stupid laws to begin with. But anyhow, this law is only enforced if somebody complains. And this is where the plot thickens even more. Somebody did complain. His fiance's father. And in the story, it talks about that the fiance's father did not approve of their relationship. So he he complained. And guess what? This fiance for putting planted flowers on the gravesite of his fiance because of the father of his fiance complaining to law enforcement, he was arrested for leaving flowers on the grave, also found guilty of littering. 
he was given a suspended jail sentence. This is outrageous. So outrageous. Ordered to pay about $300 in fines and court costs. I mentioned given a jail sentence, which was suspended. And it will remain suspended as long as he does not place any more flowers or planter boxes on his fiance's grave. How about that? Now, his attorney uh, has written an appeal. And it will be filed within 14 days. If he wins the appeal, a new trial would be granted and the fines and the court costs would be dropped. They're not responding to comments, but the story is true. The father is a pastor at the Grace Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama. And I have to say, this is one of the craziest stories that I've ever read and one of the craziest stories that I've ever covered. This just, it's regrettable. I mean, how, think about this. Even though the father disapproved, his daughter obviously approved because this man was her fiance until she died. And I really think this probably should almost be like a a coachable, teachable life lesson moment that disapproving fathers should behave better than this because he's he's disrespecting his deceased daughter. You don't have to like who your daughter was going to marry. But if he was doing something to negatively affect her her reputation in death, something horrible, why well, you know, I'm, I'm all for. I'm a dad. I'm all, all for dad going off. But for putting and caring for beautiful flowers and honoring his fiance like that, that the father would have his daughter's fiance arrested and found guilty because it's not once the charges were there. They And the sad thing is he he did everything right. I don't know anything about this guy and why the. Um, the reverend father uh, of, of his fiance doesn't like him. I don't know any of that. But he went to the police and they told him, you can do it unless somebody complains. We don't do anything about that. But then the father did complain. And I don't have any information. I'm sure I'll get an e- email or two or a social media message or email where someone will say, hey, uh, did how did the father even know there's such a law? Who And you think about that. Who would even know? How would you know that there's a law against flowers? And incidentally, why don't you in Auburn, uh, Georgia, why don't you fix that? How can, how can you have a law that you can't bring flowers? Now, what are they going to say? They die and then they just blow around or whatever. I mean, y- you just have to individual responsibility. I mean, I, I don't know, but I have to believe if he took the time, the fiance, to put the flower boxes there, then he probably took the time to care for them and upkeep them and keep them right. This, I don't know if you're taking this as a big deal, no big deal, stupid. I personally think it's terrible. 
And I think it actually speaks to a larger problem here where a father who didn't approve of who his daughter was going to marry for whatever reason, maybe the town knows, the congregation may know. I don't know. I'm not even going to spend time looking into why. I just know human nature. And I wouldn't believe for a second that this reverend's daughter would approve of her father getting her fiance locked up for putting flowers on her grave. I think it really just does not speak well for the reverend. Time for one last call before the bottom of the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. It sounds like there's a lot more sounds like there's a lot more to that story. Yes, it does. And um, so how are the ducks? Well, the ducks are great. They're still feeding off of the, uh, the natural habitat that we have in our backyard. There are 10 beautiful eggs. And my understanding is they take anywhere from 10 to 14 days to hatch. So there will be little ducklings this week. Okay. I know. So are you anxious to open your pool? Well, we did take the cover off yesterday. Uh, so we're, 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 okay. get, yeah, we're getting there. You know, I think I got a, I got a rush downstairs. I think there's a squirrel in my pool, and while I'm rushing downstairs, all right, go. Do you have a net? Go get that. I've, hey, listen, I've saved the baby squirrels. Now, when they get thrown out of the nest, there's usually a reason. But I, I have rescued a few of those little baby squirrels. I will let you go, Linda. Have a good day. Go, go get them. As Brian Kilme would say, go get them. All right, let me uh, let you in on something. Uh, because I'm going to be leaving uh, in about two minutes. I found out in the past hour, and there was no way to, to get out of here any sooner, that someone that I was in close contact with uh, has COVID-19. And I spent, this wasn't just a little bit of time, uh, I spent a substantial amount of time uh, around this person. And so I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to get tested and going to stay on top of that i'll keep you posted uh but for the remainder of the program chris coleman that's why i've been telling you chris and i have been speaking if you're wondering why that's why we've been speaking this hour from time to time uh so i'll be leaving in just a moment i think i can squeeze this one other item in and again it just it it rubs me the wrong way they put it out like it's fantastic news and of course we need we need the baby formula but how embarrassing is it? Headline, United States receives 190,000 pounds of baby formula from Australia. How's that grab you? And keep in mind, we haven't had a chance to go over this. The Biden administration knew a year ago. They knew a year ago that there was an issue with when you when you put so many we're talking about 10 duck eggs when you put so many of your eggs in one duck egg basket and 40% of your entire nation's supply is within one operation and you know about it and here's the thing I, only in government because keep in mind I'm an operations executive by training. So I know when there's a problem, I can't just 
just stop and, oh, you're shut down. And what they did is they shut this plant down and they had no plan to allow them to reopen. Now, of course, they would do substantial cleaning of the equipment and everything you have to do in order to fix the situation. But no, 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 no. They didn't do it that way. So it's when I see a story that 190,000 pounds, it's 95,000 tins, by the way, we broke down the math of baby formula from Australia. I mean, all right, it's a reprieve. It's something. I mean, but it's totally embarrassing. You know, I would I would thank the retail partners and everybody that that um, made it happen and get it on the shelves and all of that. But what were you doing when and then the president says nobody told me he's out then they just nobody told him if 40 percent of everything is taken off the table you're going to tell me this administration is so dysfunctional that that wouldn't get on the president's radar 40 percent of all baby formula the hurley in the morning program continues on wpg talk radio 95.5.